Football has a top 20 transfer class according to 24-7 Sports. But will the Cougars be better this season than last? We think BYU is headed into the year with more talent, coaches, players. We'll discuss. Big questions for a big show. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. June 6th, it's a Tuesday. It's D-Day, 89 years ago. And I'm feeling patriotic today. I am Spencer Linton alongside a man who apparently looks much younger than me in every picture, Jerem Jordan. So what's that about? Uh, yeah, we're like a year-ish uh, <laughs> difference in age. Um, but this is all generated from a photo that came out yesterday. We went to Bam Bam's and celebrated the 10-year anniversary of Cam True and Bam Bam's. We loved yeah. the barbecue there. Uh-huh. It was awesome. Oh, hey, Taysom Hill. What's up? Um, it, it was great to celebrate there. So we, I tweet this photo, and uh, at... Scott Rigby says, okay, tell me how T. Hill looks like an average guy, but then you see him doing superhuman things like truck guys on the NFL field. And it, I, I tweeted, because Spencer and I are jacked. And then <laughs> Legend Gary said, sorry, Spencer, you're looking quite old in this photo. So here's the thing. Let's zoom in a little bit more to yeah, this photo. Let's say, oh, oh, well, okay. I, okay, I get it now. Now that the zoom yeah. lens is up, I can yeah. totally see like, that. Like, I didn't notice this before, but you do look super old there. I just said 89 years ago, D-Day. I look like I'm 89 I think right you there. were there, um, <laughs> which is which is crazy. Holy cow. No, good, uh, good times there. Uh, congratulations to Cam. Fun to, uh, to uh, hang out with Taysom and catch up a little bit. So, yeah. so I responded to uh, Gary and said, why, why are you sorry? Sorry, you look really, why are you sorry? Um, yeah, I, and he, I, I he know said, what you're saying. Because I love you guys, and I feel like yeah. I know y'all, and I probably shouldn't have said that. I am old and know it. <laughs> it's, it's all okay. good, Gary. It's so all I went, good, man. I went to my wife for confirmation last night, like, mm-hmm. the heck, do I look old in this picture? And she's like, well, yeah, you're, because of, like, the lighting from bouncing off, like, looks like the sides of your hair are gray, so because you actually kind of do look old in that picture. And I was like, that was not what I was looking for. Listen, we're okay. not as young as we used to be <laughs> on this program, but uh, yeah, I would not—I would not say we're old quite yet. We, one day we will be. One uh, day we will be. Good stuff. And good to catch up with Taysom Hill yesterday. Yeah, as that, well. that was fun. Okay, on today's show, is the football team better going into this year than last year? We'll discuss. In some ways, I think yes. Some ways, no. Bronson Kafusi will join the program. Discuss that and more. New women's basketball assistant coach John Wardenberg is back. He was here during many of the Jimmer years in the Lee Kamara time before that. He'll uh, give us some insight into why he uh, jumped back to BYU here. And what are the results from day one of the best wins in BYU football history bracket? Wait until you see today's matchup. Mm. Ah, yes. Plenty of reasons to rise and shout. Let's get to what's trending. What's Trending, presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Learn more at bodyguards.com. Let the coaches for BYU football cook. And they have been putting together a master menu when it comes to the transfer portal. In fact, BYU football now has the 20th ranked transfer class, according to 24-7 Sports. 20 transfers in. With all BYU has added through the transfer portal, Jerem, as well as Jay Hill as the defensive coordinator, a revamped defensive staff, using your 2020 vision. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. 20 transfers. Kind of hate that year, though. Okay, top 20 class. You hate 2020? It was terrible. 
It was awful. I'm talking about the season. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, the season was great, but yeah, we didn't play anybody. But yeah. <laughs> okay. That year sucked. Considering that BYU has a top 20-ranked transfer class and a new revamped defensive staff, do yeah. you believe BYU football has a better team entering this season compared to where they were entering last season? In a word, no. Ooh. Uh, I, I do think BYU is better in certain ways, but BYU was top 25 going into the season. That was the first preseason ranked team since 09 from BYU. Yeah, nationally. You ranked. end up having a quarterback, a receiver, and a left tackle drafted in the top five rounds. They were all uh, highly ranked at their position nationally, according to PFF and so on. In the case of Puka and Blake, they were top five at their position in terms of PFF ranking. So, And the offensive line ended up being the number one pass blocking and number 12 run blocking team in the country. It's hard to say that this year's team would be better than those things I just said, but let's evaluate the things perhaps that are upgraded from last year. We hope that the defensive staff is better. The defensive staff the last couple years did a really nice job. Obviously, last year was not good enough. Thus, they, uh, they are out and Jay Hill and the homies are in. Um, in terms of uh, depth at certain positions, I would say the offensive line is not better, but it is deeper, meaning the starters are not as good as last year's starters. But the depth of uh, that O-line, I think, is better. Okay. Um, I like the additions that BYU has made and the amount of guys in the transportal they've, they've gotten there. So I like that. I like the depth of wide receiver more. Obviously, losing Puka, there's no player like Puka on the roster. But when you add Darius Lasseter and Keelan Marion and you keep a guy like Cody Epps who jumped into the portal, I think that room is deeper than it was last year, which is exciting. Um, but at quarterback, Keen Slovis we hope, can approximate what Jaron Hall was. Can Kingsley Suamataia be better than Blake Freeland or equal to? Probably. He's pacing to be that way according to most NFL draft experts. But you won't have a guard as good as Clark Barrington, right? But can you have a right tackle in Caleb Etienne potentially as good as Harris Lachance was uh, or Kingsley Suamataia at that position? That could like, happen. Yeah, Kingsley was really good. So in some regards, yes. Overall, I would say no. That was a talented team. Remember, we were pretty high on that group walking in. In the end, they go 8-5. and five. They struggle in the middle of the season. There's some injuries that contribute to that. Is Aiden Robbins going to be better than Chris Brooks? We hope he's equal to or better and can stay healthy and so on and so forth. So, yes, in some ways. But overall, I would argue no. But uh, that can manifest itself in a different way. Like, if BYU gets seven wins with this schedule, ten straight Power Fives, maybe 11 with a bowl game. Would that team qualify as a better team than probably, last year? Probably. Probably. But in some – overall, probably. But they have to go out and do it now. And the hope is that these 20 transfers, that BYU has bolstered its roster in not only adding quality starters, but quality depth to where, okay, if so-and-so goes down middle of the year because it's tougher in a Power Five league – that that is not going to be as big of a dip as perhaps it has been in the past. Yeah, and does that make you a better team if there isn't as big of a dip behind your A-list stars? If you win, yes. Individually, it's going to be hard to beat what Jaron and Puka and Blake did last year at those positions. Like, does BYU have three draft picks in the top five rounds on the team? I would argue they have one for sure in Kingsley, and then it's TBD. Maybe Keaton Slovis gets into the top five if he has a year like his freshman campaign. And who else? Because he need three. Like Cam Miller said Cody Epps is probably comp. the third most likely player drafted if he has a big season, but I think it's a stretch to think that he's a top five pick. Yes. Like a and top five round pick. Yes, and it's not, I'm not saying the NFL draft is everything. I'm just saying that's a big deal, though. 
first and foremost is, what's your record? How'd you fare? How'd you play in those games, right? We'll, we'll see, man. I, I'm certainly excited about this team. But last year had some real good yeah. talent. Yeah, my immediate response was thinking just straight talent to talent. And you automatically go to, well, you lost a quarterback that just got drafted in the fifth round and a receiver that just got drafted in the fifth round. And you lost another great offensive tackle. Who was the highest pick of those three. So could is there any way that BYU could be as talented as they were going into the season at this point last year? And that's year? the top-end talent we're talking about. Right. Top, not, not the sort of average of what you are. But the fun debate is what you brought up and where I naturally drifted to was, well, I feel like BYU is much deeper. I do, I do too. I just feel like they're a deeper team overall than they were going into last season. Mm-hmm. We were all kind of hang yeah. on, especially at – you know, the skill positions where it's like, oh, man, if some of these guys get hurt, what does BYU have behind Jaron Receiver, Hall? Receiver, we asked that have question. have behind Puka Nakua and Gunnar Romney? And we found out, unfortunately, Puka going out after week one and Gunnar Romney was unhealthy for much of the season. Played in like two games. To the credit of Cody Epps and Keanu Hill and Chase Roberts, they were kind of thrust into this spot. But because they did have to play more than maybe we were hoping that they had to, now that builds depth as well. So BYU returns some valuable experience with meaningful game experience. And then you add all these transfers. BYU's depth is better overall, but does that, does that mean you are a better team overall? Because who wins the games? Is it the backup middle linebacker? Only if he has to play, right? It's, it's your, mostly your skill position guys who have to make a play. The line has to block well and then... Aiden Robbins got to get that first down is on third BYU, and three in the red zone yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Is BYU better at running back than they were last year? Chris Brooks, I've said this, uh, had a better year than you think. Uh, I think we kind of uh, dump on him a little bit unnecessarily. He had 817 yards, averaged six yards a carry. Yeah. Like, it was a good yeah. year. Um, did Was he good enough in short downs at times? No. We're hoping Aiden Robbins is, is pretty good there. And then... What can Deion Smith bring to the table? Can he be a Lopini Katoa plus? Um, can those two combine for more? They did last year at least. Yeah. At UNLV in Colorado. We'll what see do here. Miles Davis and Hinkley Ropati bring back? What do they do? Yeah, what are they in this? Um, I'm excited about the additions. Listen, BYU had to go to the portal to do this. Because if they don't, I think we're walking in going, I, we hope they make a bowl game. We expect it. But it's, it, I'm confident BYU is going to make a bowl game. You know, high side, maybe BYU does get yeah. into the eight eight-ish wins spot. But obviously the five to seven win range is the cautious, realistic assessment given we don't know what these 20 dudes are going to do exactly. Like how good is Keaton Slovis? Um, we, but we trust John Beck and Aaron Roderick a lot, right? Um, in what they produce, their track record is really good. But the big unknown is how tough is the Big 12? What does Power Five football look like? It's a wide open. What is it like when you're on that seventh game and you're just banged up in a way that you've like you've never lifted in the weight room, like I always say, like this before? No, but maybe they haven't. Different. Maybe BYU hasn't carb loaded or protein loaded depth in this way before. In this way, right? And and is this staff prepared? Is this school prepared in a way that they never would have been out of the Mountain West? And in that way, the pathway to this point has been better for sure. Yeah. And again, let's say BYU has a really nice year and goes, let's say, 8-5. and five. It doesn't mean they're going to go 8-5 and five plus every year. Like, you've got to show up every stinking year now, and we've wanted this opportunity for BYU, so it's exciting. And listen, if you think 
20 is a lot. I would say get used to 20. I, I think every year BYU is going to be in this space mm. of we've got to add guys. Now, a lot of these guys will have one or two years typically. Okay. They bit, rarely will you find the, I've only been somewhere for one year, and now I'm going to come over and have an impact. Kingsley Suamataia, to me, will be more rare than, say, a Darius Lassiter. Sure, there are, there are a few guys. In yeah. a couple of spots, but most of the time you're going to find a guy, to me, that will have one or two years who's looking to better himself, a Deion Smith type, in yeah. his case, grad transfer. There nice. is an exception in an unnamed four-star that uh, is going to right. be announced at BYU some point. just gets those guys from Oregon. <laughs> so, the, I played the there one year. I got three. I'm four. from here. I'm ready to go. Yeah, it, listen, um, ultimately it's wait and see. Like most of these questions that we ask in the summer are, well, wait and see. But – uh, BYU's got a chance to prove itself, certainly, and, and quickly early in the season. I feel like it's close. I really do. It's like, closer it, than it, I thought. Yes, it is which close. Is it's hard to give the edge to 2023 knowing that you just lost Jaron Hall and Puka Nakua and like, Blake Freeland. Like, why would we? Did, 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 and they were a preseason top 25 team. Like, Keaton Slovis came off a year where he had, like, 10 touchdown passes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're hoping he recaptures the old self. Sure. For, for Keaton. I mean, his if overall Keaton metric ca- was, what, 90th best in the country as a quarterback if, in Pittsburgh? If Keaton came in with 30 touchdowns, 10 picks, and blah, 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 we'd, we'd feel a little differently. But we're confident that Keaton can get back to that dude yeah. that we saw ourselves in 2019 in the Edwards Stadium. Here's the case that just maybe 2023 – is better than 2022, and it's all about defense, Jerem. But again, it's skewed. <laughs> yeah. It's skewed yeah. because the defensive side of the ball was significantly injured a few games into the season. I mean, you lost your starting safety, Malik Moore, and in talking with the coaches, they're like, "I don't think people understand how much that changed everything they did that we not wanted to do." Have depth of that position, but now they do. Yeah. So. Because we expect the defense to be much better than the 109th best total defense oh, that was, in the country. That was one of the worst defense BYU's produced <laughs> in a long time. It was tough. So BYU is a top 60 defense and a top 40 offense. Yes, 40 is conservative for this place. Would those two metrics together make BYU be a better team than having a great offense and a bad defense last year? We kind of tolerate that a little bit here, though. Let's be honest. As long as the offense is good around here, we're like, we'll figure it out. We'll put up 40-plus. Yeah. But uh, obviously, BYU needs to play better defense. Like, it's not about having a great defense in the Big 12. To me, it's about having a good enough defense. Good enough. Top Getting 60. that one top stop half. in the fourth quarter where the offense takes the lead and you hold. Top, can you give me top half? Top 65? If BYU is the, not six, a big ask, bro. the 65th best defense in the country in a top 40 offense, I would take it right now. That's not a big ask. I would take it Although, right now. Although, first year in the Big 12, just hard to know like yeah. what the stats are going to be skewed like in a power five. What is depth compared to your top tier talent? And we never know how to quantify this, by That's the way. That's the question. Everyone says depth, 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 depth in fall camp. How do we know that? Like, we got to figure out how to quantify that better. Our question of the day. With the addition of defensive coordinator Jay Hill and a top 20 transfer portal class featuring 20 players to this point that BYU football has added this offseason, do you believe that BYU football is a better team going into 2023 compared to 2022? Are they going to be ranked in the AP poll? <laughs> no, right? <laughs> We both feel it's close. Yeah, it's closer than close. we think. Ben Peterson no. on Twitter says, 
The changes have given me hope that the defense will be better. Amen. And I think the offense has reloaded. We hope. We hope. So all signs point to yes. I ha- <laughs> what? He adds, I have been burnt before. <laughs> so I remain cautiously optimistic. D- uh, I think most fans of every team in yeah. America can say that. Well, we're cautiously optimistic because the caution is it's the Big 12. We're not sure what it's going to be like. But yeah, BYU's better, closer than I thought they'd be in this And it's thanks to depth. Straight Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Okay, join BYU Sports Station game day crew Saturday, July 1st, 5 to 7 Eastern from the Artificial Turf Fields at the Student Athlete Building and on BYU TV and BYU Radio for the big party celebrating day one in the Big 12. We'll be there as well. It's going to be a ton of fun on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Up next, former NFL and BYU defensive lineman Bronson Kafusi back on the show. Who is he tabbed as BYU's most impactful defensive transfer? Some good names in there. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. Big Kafusi, the senior. Tackled by who else? Kafusi again. Kafusi with the interception. Yeah, he's a game record. And Wilson is eaten up by Bronson Kafusi. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. As you can see, I was going for the subtle, low-key, patriotic approach today. You better be going to a barbecue On later. D-Day. Yeah. <laughs> you got the middle-aged, country. the middle-aged dad look yeah. going on I hard right now. I love my country, okay? Yeah. Uh, Bronson Kafusi, former BYU and NFL defensive lineman, is back with us on BYUSN. And, hey, to a degree, you got the memo as well. You got the camo shorts on, right? There you go. Some I like patriotism that. Count it. <laughs> Count it. And one. Yes. I, I don't know why I'm surprised when I walk in with this shirt and everyone's like, whoa. Whoa, that is, that's a shirt. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I am wearing it. It's, it's <laughs> dripping in patriotism. I couldn't be more proud of you right now. I don't know. I, should I apologize? I, I, I don't, don't know. ever apologize okay. for being patriotic here. Come on now. Come on now. Bronson, and the socks, bro. Nice. I, I, again, stars and stripes. Yeah. Bronson, I got your approval, though, so that's all I need to thank you. Yeah, I thought first thing I thought was, <laughs> that looks great. Words of affirmation. So that's <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I need yeah. that after someone called me old yesterday. It happens. <laughs> it happens. Bronson, we've been talking about this BYU football team and comparing where they are this year roster-wise to where BYU was going into last season at this point last year. And Jeremy and I came to a consensus that Look, it, it's going to be tough to say that this team right now is better than where this team last year was going into the season because they were preseason ranked and they had an NFL quarterback in place and a returner, Puka Nakua. Where do you stand on it? Do you, do you feel like with the top 20 transfer class, they are close or even better than last year? Man, that's a good question because you're right. When you go into a season where you have weapons and you know they're proven. Yeah. And then you're when you're going into a season where you have a lot of talented players, but it's how are they going to play together? And I, it's like, that's the question mark. And so um, you hope that, you know, from spring ball to summer workouts to fall camp, that they're all meshing well together and everything, everyone's on the same page and, um, kind of like that team unity is at an all-time high as you're climbing to that first game. So and, we'll see. And proven is interesting because Darius Lassiter had, you know, 400 yards at uh, Eastern, Michigan. Eastern Michigan. It's like, okay, what does that mean in the Big 12 as the number 
two, three, four receiver here. Aiden Robbins had 1,000 yards at UNLV, but guess what? There's no San Jose State sitting there. It's going to be Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and Texas and so on, right? The big unknown here is, is the Big 12. Um, BYU could be super ready, and I think it is for this, but that could still manifest itself in a 7-5 and five regular season. That may have been a 9-win season in the Mountain West or Independence. What's your thought on sort of the uh, – I always make the weight room analogy as a guy who doesn't go into the weight room. Um, <laughs> you guys do. Is Listen, there's more weight on the bar. There may be fewer reps initially. You know, in the form of wins. In the form of wins. When I when I when I think about it, I'm thinking about okay, the players that you're going against every single week are more talented, and with that usually means physically. Um, when it comes to football IQ, uh, when it comes to drive to get to the NFL, everything ticks up, and so. What's, what's awesome, though, when I look at it, is BYU has the opportunity to show that we belong. Mm. We've waited for this. We've waited for this. For I mean, I, time. I was the class where I got the letter telling me, hey, we're going independent. And that was a while ago. And so now it's like ugh, we're in the conference. Like, this is the time. This is what we've been waiting for. And we're all in. And let's go attack it. And I love that. I love being in that position. Do you think it'll take a couple of years to get to the point where we're thinking, okay, BYU's competitive in the Big 12. I don't, I don't think that's sort of the standard going in this first year. It's not like BYU's competing for the title initially. We hope in the next, I don't know, three to five years that it's yeah. like, okay, now you know what this is like. Let's go p- compete for a title. Is that fair? Yeah, no, definitely. Because for me, when it comes to college football, the biggest aspect is recruiting. And so I, I'm really excited because recruiting is going to, you're going to see a huge uptick of recruits that we're going to be able to get, you know, coming here. But not only that, being able to get the transfer portal working just like we have already, but that's something that's going to help us a lot um, moving forward and beating in the Big 12 because that recruiting sure. is going to be great. I feel like we've seen it too in the transfer portal. And honestly, Top the, transfer, transfer, portal the transfer portal is more <laughs> important than high school recruiting now. It just is. You need guys that can make an impact right away. I want to go back to something you said. You love the opportunity for BYU to prove that they belong. And we've talked about the underdog mentality. BYU functions better as BYU the underdog. fans, players, yep. coaches, yep. everyone involved in the BYU community embrace that. Like, we are the It's in underdog. our DNA. We just like being undervalued. As a player, when you are the underdog and you are taking on a big-time team and BYU is going to face a ton of big-time teams in the Big 12, does it make you play better? If you go in with that, okay, they don't respect us. They don't think that we belong. Like, does it make you play better? Yeah, definitely. I think so, for sure. Because I don't know about play better, but you're going to hit a little harder. Mm. You're going to not get as tired when you are tired. And you're going you're gonna to bring everything that you're great at to the table on that day of performance. And so that's what's so cool about being the underdog and it's the best place to be in um i love it and i even think you know because i even think as a player when i'm lining up against another player who is like this guy's going to be a first round draft pick this guy's highly recruited this guy and i got a lot of those guys on the team but for me as a player i'm matching up with him and what's that mentality like that's what's going to matter for byu is each player's mentality when they line up across from that individual player and what's my job, what's their job, 
and can I dominate that guy across from me? That's what matters. And BYU's lived off of like uh, no star, two star, some three star that become kind of four and five star college players, right? Um, and that's been awesome. The development here, the coaching has been really good. The work ethic and the focus, obviously at this place with sort of the bigger focus than football, it's easy to get guys that like can dial in on football, right? I think the next step for BYU, once BYU gets acclimated a little bit, will be handling success. Mm. Okay, now that we're the favorite, now that we have more four-star-ish guys like you coming out of high school and so on, can we deliver on that? But we'll get to that point. It's going to take a couple of years. What are, you, what are you sort of most excited about with the Big 12, and then what are you most sort of aware of that might be a challenge? So first, what I'm, what I'm most excited about the Big 12 is just the fact that I'm thinking of it from a player's point of view. And I'm thinking, I'm excited to watch the matchups between players mm. because each player is going to be going up against the same player for years. And so that player is going to know. Continuity now. Yeah, yep. I love that. There's history. I, there's yes. there's going to be history. That left tackle I'm going to remember year. from last year. Yeah, yeah. And it's just going to keep building and building. So the rivalries are going to be built. And it's going to be fun to watch because you'll be, you'll be able to watch the film, watch the games, and see, wow, that player really, like those two players, when they line up across from each other, they don't like each other. And Assuming they don't transfer. <laughs> yes, that's true, too. That's true, too. But that, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Like that level of competition will be so fun to watch. And yeah. even we'll see rivalries between BYU and other teams within uh, the Big 12 that will happen over time, which is We exciting. never thought St. Mary's would be a huge rival in basketball. <laughs> yeah. like Naturally we just, evolved. Then, then people were making choke signs and throwing mouthpieces and making buzzer beaters. Like, <laughs> like crap happens to yes. create a rivalry. Yes. Yeah. Okay, now, as Jerem asked, on the other side, what has you feeling a little trepidatious? You're on high caution. We're like, oh, man, I, I don't know about this. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's something that has to do with every season, especially when you're doing something new and it's going in there week after week and let's say you get on that losing streak mm -hmm. you know how can I how can we as a team make sure we let's say we lose two in a row mm -hmm. okay the third one now what's our mindset it's like how are we going to perform and you're doing something new and so it's like okay we need to make sure that we handle adversity very well going into the Big 12. In a foreign situation? In a foreign You've situation. Yes, exactly. So being able to do that will be, will be vital. The foreign uh, return missionaries have to carry it then. <laughs> so I've been in this situation randomly in Nicaragua. We're going to be all right. Okay, let's finish with this. We, we teased this earlier. Um, who's the impact, the biggest impact transfer on the defensive side of the ball this year for BYU in your opinion? Oh, man, there's some good transfers. Um, but I think I'm going to go with my Tim Few guy. Oh, yeah. Jackson, Jackson Cravens? Jackson Cravens. Yeah. Tackle. Yeah. Um, I know it starts up front. I mean, I was in there. And to have experience up front is so key. And be able to have someone that can go in there and hold it down against, you know, high, highly ranked offensive linemen in the Big 12, it's going to make or break us. So that, that defensive front, anyone along that defensive front is going to be Mm. Huge. What is it you like about Jackson's game? I just, I love his experience. I like his motor, his technique with his hands. Um, I can tell he's consistent with it. And 
And I like how he can pretty much do everything. Mm -hmm. He can play against the run, so he's a first down guy, right? And then you have uh, D-Tackle where, you know, I watched some of his film. I'm like, hey, he can develop into a dominant pass rusher. Um, and he's had a lot of experience already. So it's like, man, you can take experience and he has a skill set. It's like, now let's, now let's coach him up and get him to where he's doing it over and his confidence is through the roof. So that way he can make an impact on, you know, passing downs as Utah, well. Utah, Boise State, you know, now be white. We should have known he was going with the T-Bird. You <laughs> <laughs> know, Provo Bulldogs to pick from, you know what I'm saying? Bronson, great to talk with you, man. We appreciate Good the insight yeah. as always. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. Okay, if you miss any interviews, D-Blue shows, games, and so on and so forth, uh, check out BYUSN.com. Download the free BYU TV app. There's tons of content there. Up next, has Kalani Satake just found a new way to extend the win streak against Utah? Hmm. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation on social media for content throughout the day on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Welcome back to Studio B. I am Spencer Linton. He is Jerem Jordan. Let's get to today's headlines. Lindy's Magazine has all Big 12 picks in its preseason college football preview. Kingsley Suomati on the first team, Aiden Robbins and Connor Pay on the second team, Tyler Batty, Eddie Heckard, which is the most BYU name of all time, Ryan Rico were on the third team. Aiden Robbins listed as toughest to bring down, and Kingsley Suomati, number two on the top 10 NFL talent. Okay. Hey, we were just talking about talent. There's some talent there. Mm -hmm. Your boy Rico on that page. Ryan Rico. BYU men's and women's track and field travel to Austin, Texas today for the NCAA Outdoor Nationals, which start tomorrow and run through Saturday. Aren't you going to go check it out? Saturday I'll be in Austin. I'm going to go. Yeah. But take the karma, man. I, I got my media pass. I'm ready to go. BYU has a combined 17 entries at Nationals, which is tied for 13th most across the country. Men's track and field and cross country teams also signed runner Spencer Bradshaw out of Farmington High School in Utah. Shout out Elder Colin Chandler from Farmington as well. And shout out to Daniel Coates, former footballer who's the head football coach at Farmington High. So many, so many connections. So many Farmington connections. I think I have a relative who founded Farmington. My mom told me once. Trent Mosier in the <laughs> USA U21 men's team beat Nicaragua 3-0. Uh, in Havana, Cuba, in the first game of the Norseca Pan Am Cup, Moser played in two sets and had four kills. If you've got a relative that founded Farmington, do you get yeah. free Lagoon passes? I wish. A little dude. theme park action? Oh, that'd be great. I've been to Lagoon in a hot minute. Let's go! Yeah, that'd Let's be cool. Let's go! Davis County? I, I don't make it up to Davis County too often. It's my, it's I'm my deep home. in Mapleton, bro. It's like an hour-ish <laughs> away, man. <laughs> BYU men's golfer Zach Jones and Keanu Aquina both competed yesterday in the U.S. Open qualifying round in Tacoma, Washington. They were among 54 players, relatively small group, competing for two spots in next week's U.S. Open. Jones shot four over. He was seven spots removed from qualifying, while Aquina shot 10 over. Both outstanding golfers just outside the cut. Those are today's headlines. Now we really opinionate and whip it. The Cougar Whip Round presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. The PGA Tour announces it's merging with Live Golf this morning. What would the college football <laughs> equivalent of this be? This was a shocker. So I thought, would it be like two power conferences forming? Maybe like the SEC and the Big Ten or something like that? But I'm like, no, no, there's too much drama involved here. Because remember, a bunch of PGA guys left to live for a ton of money. 
And now they get the best of both worlds. They got the money, Jerem, and now they're back in the PGA Tour. This is like this is like the equivalent of a group of five team leaving for a Power Five conference. They go get more money, and then all like, or they they had to leave uh, a foundation where they felt good, and now it's coming back together. But they still have the more money. The old whack with the Big Twelve. Yeah, something, something like that. Someone tweet. Well, my first thought was Big Twelve, Pac Twelve becomes one conference. They've kind of jotted each other from a distance, and now they're one. Yeah, I like that comparison. But also, someone tweeted, "This is the Michael Scott Paper Company in real life." <laughs> They got bought out and they were like, wait, what? You're going to pay us? struggling, right? Yes. Yes, they had the money, but they weren't making money uh, from the actual golf. It was from all the oil and whatnot. Think right? about all the guys on the PGA Tour that turned, the down, that turned down the big money. And now they're like, oh, man. <laughs> we would have been back anyway. And I had a, I had a massive payday over That's there wild. for a few years. I am glad they're back together, though. Yes. I think that's It's better for golf. Yeah. I thought like, you know, people were like, oh, the rivalry is good. It was never good. No. I didn't I wasn't like watching Live Golf. No, I will. Okay, time for an open discussion, oh, Jared. Boy. What was it previously? Okay, this is based on. <laughs> it's true. Not a close It was closed before? <laughs> it's really open now. This is based on a tweet yesterday that said, what's an NFL player? Who's an NFL player who should be remembered more with a picture of the great Antonio Gates from the San Diego Chargers, now in Los Angeles? Yeah. Who's a former BYU player who should be remembered more? There's a million names that come to mind. Lenny Gomes for Lenny comedy's Gomes. sake. If you know the quote, you know the quote. I know the quote. Speaking of the years, Gomes declared, all those guys think that's all there is to life. But when I'm making, this is like 1993, mm -hmm. 50 to 60,000 a year, they'll be pumping my <laughs> gas. They're low class losers. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel, Lenny Gomes. Let me give you a real name though, because that's just comedy sake. Margin Hooks, one of the greatest Margin receivers Hooks. in BYU history. I don't think yes. he's brought up enough. Margin Hooks was amazing. I don't think we appreciate Harvey Unga enough, Jerem. I feel like he's lost in the conversation of Paul Pitta Colley. Harvey was the all-time leading rusher before Jamal broke that record. They had all-time guys at four positions. And he did it in three years, Jim. Yes. Like, would anybody catch Harvey if he had all four years? I don't years? think so. I don't think so. He may have gone for 5,000-plus five, 5, career rushing yards. He would have cracked at least four. I mean, it would have been nuts. Like, yeah. it's crazy. I, so I think we need to remember what he did on the field. He was so good, but he was kind of lost in the shadow of that big three. Yeah, I love Harvey. Good basketball player, too. No context college football tweeted Kalani Stocky quote after the Georgia Southern game in 2021 where he said, quote, we were getting hit by burritos on the sideline. <laughs> in fact, let's play what he told you about it on the postgame show that night. I think they were doing some things, throwing food, burritos at us on the, from the stands, and uh, I think it got kind of the guys a little upset. And then, the, you know, all the chippiness on the field. and. <laughs> it reminds oh. you of Anchorman. Shout Will Ferrell to, just throws a burrito out his window. Shout out Jack to the Black. Sun Belt, Jerem. Did you just throw a burrito at me? Is that the most random thing ever? That's probably the most random, unexpected comment I've ever had in a post-game interview. Like, they were throwing burritos at me? What's stranger than that? One random, uh, one BYU player in the secondary told me this year, they were, they were just chiding us and yelling at us the whole time. And then after they were trying to get Snapchat usernames from everybody. <laughs> uh, that's the same crowd that did throw funny. an alcoholic beverage on me. So it was a great night. That's fun. <laughs> it was a great night. And you're like, you were like, no, don't let it touch me. Yeah. Oh my God. 
goodness. You don't want to smell slash people are like, Spence, what's up, bro? Yeah, they were they were making fun of my white pants as well, which I was like, Well, that's I, fair. That, you want to go there? Like, there's a lot of things you make fun of. White pants. It was after Labor Day? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. It's the South. Everybody wears white pants in the South. That was not the crowd that should have made fun of that. <laughs> <laughs> up next, BYU women's basketball making big moves this offseason. They lured back Laura and Gustin. That was huge. But they brought in Coach John Warden. back, baby. He's back in Provo. Why was now the right time to join this BYU women's basketball staff? We'll talk to him next on BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Calvert left alone in the post and she scores. Goal! Mateo has discovered something. The line, she'll attempt a jumper in rhythm. That's good. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. It is time for guest number two today. And uh, I mentioned that BYU women's basketball had figured out a way to get Lauren Gustin back. Well, they've also figured out a way to get John Wardenberg back, the great assistant coach after working so many years with Steve Cleveland and Dave Rose, went out and was gone for the better part of a decade. Now you're back, coach. Welcome back to BYU. Thank you. I, I, I can't explain to you how excited I am and how grateful I am to Amber and, and the administration for hiring me. But it's, it, I, I love BYU. I love what it stands for. I, I've seen it and you know the culture here changed the lives of so many young men that I coached here and and to have this opportunity to, to work here again and to help coach these young ladies is it's beyond words quite honestly how have you overcome having to work with Lee Kamard so far <laughs> well that's a hard that's a hard thing and uh he's a hard guy to get along well with. you know I, I actually <laughs> recruited him and yes, uh uh you know but he, we have a great, great staff, mm -hmm. and it starts with Amber, and uh, she has. Uh, we have, you know, Morgan Bailey is a is a star in her own right, yeah. and 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 Lee, and then our our Dobo, Natalie, and Autumn, uh, Amber's assistant, and Josh. It, it's a great staff, and and they're winners, and that's I'm I'm fortunate to be part of it. When did the conversation begin for you to? potentially come back and do this again? Well, I was out in Southern Virginia helping my son. And when I, when we drove back, my wife and I drove back at the end of that season. We, for the last seven years, we've kind of lived apart. The five years I was at Southern Utah and then these two years where she would stay here in Orem and I would go and coach and we'd come back and forth. And I just told her that, you know what, this is, we're, we can't do this anymore. And and don't want to do this anymore. Well, as luck would have it, a job opened up at, at another school and they wanted to hire me. Well, at the same time, Amber approached me, uh, this is about two months ago, and yeah. I ended up turning the other job down a couple times, but, but this process here, you know, BYU works a little bit slowly than some places. Anyway, long story short, I got a lot of side-eye looks from my wife, like, what are we doing? What are we doing? And, it was 
tremendous uh, when Amber finally called and said, hey, let's do this. And, and you know, it's been full bore since. Well, it's good to have you back. We were both Thank in you. school last time you were here. Right. Things have changed quite a bit, including this building, this well, show, this the annex. What are some of the biggest differences? Well, obviously the annex, you know, that practice facility, and we were laughing before we came on air back in the day, Jimmer and and, and Jonathan Tavinari and, and all the guys and Tyler, they'd have to have the right shirt on and the right <laughs> wristband and all this kind and of Richards stuff building. to get in the RB and then there'd be emails coming like, oh, what are we doing? It, it, he doesn't have a right shirt on. <laughs> now, you know, guys and gals can come up to the mm -hmm. annex, shoot anytime. They have 24-7 access. And, and then obviously this beautiful building here, it's, it's that alone is just tremendous how, how different it is, but it's it's all for the students and all for the guys and, and gals, and it, it, it it's going to help these programs tremendously. This is such a unique challenge as BYU enters into a Power 5 conference, mm -hmm. and there's good women's basketball in the Big yes, 12, and certainly that's led by Texas and Oklahoma, at least for one year, but then there's kind of this open space of like, okay, who's going to step in and be the dominant team? But what do you think about BYU competing in women's basketball in the Big 12 specifically? Oh, I, I'm, I'm excited, Spencer. I really am. Just to, I mean, again, I had no idea that I'd be working here at BYU two months ago. And when we came back, we came back from uh, Virginia. I, I, I watched BYU women's basketball play live, I think five games, the WCC tournament, the NIT, WNIT game, the Portland game uh, they played. They had to make up on a Monday yep, night. Yeah, I yeah, watched yeah. that game. And, and the, the, the basis is here for competitive, competitive basketball, championship basketball. The girls that are coming back, obviously getting Lauren back is, I mean, you, you asked over there, like, who's not getting enough credit? Are you kidding me? Lauren Gustin, 16.6 rebounds a game? Amazing. Amazing. Incredible. Like, it, it, that number alone, if it, all time, that puts her in the top 10 women of all time, but top 20 men all time. I mean, just that alone. Super legit. But then you add in all the, the girls the, 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 that were adding to this team, top 40 players in the nation, girls that have uh, competed, you know, at transfers that have played significant minutes at their schools. And uh, we have a base. And, and I, I think it will be sooner rather than later that we're competing mm -hmm. for championships. I, I, I believe that. So. You recruited uh, a chubby kid from a small school in New York named James Taft Fredette. Um, <laughs> been to Glens Falls a couple of times. There's not a ton there, right? No. What there is is uh, Barry Melrose and Jimmer Fredette. Yeah. What was it about him that caught your eye, other than 2,000 points, obviously, in high school? But here, here the, this kid is that's out of New York, and he became something incredible. Could you have imagined sort of what he'd become, and what was his recruitment like? Shot maker, just made shots. Uh, uh, from the minute I saw him as a freshman in a, a little gym in Houston, Texas, I was like, this dude can make shots. And he's just continued to just how competitive and how I'm going to get better, I'm going to get better, I'm going to get better. And he did. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you saw him Sunday, he missed that shot. Oh. That thing was in and oh, out. In a couple there. of times, it looked yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it just, and, and just a great person. He's just a great person. 
but uh, you know, would I ever thought he won the Wooden Award? Probably not. <laughs> but he just, just like Tyler, we talked about yep. those dudes. They master their craft, and Jimmer was as good of anybody I've ever coached at doing that. Yeah, you've recruited some great players on the men's side, mm -hmm. and we're excited that you're back to help Thank Amber you. and women's basketball. Oh, I'm excited too. We, like I've said, great things are ahead for us and and for all the sports programs here. But I, I'm telling you that watch us, watch this team play, watch these girls play. We're going to be we're going to be very good. I love it. We're so. excited. Can't Thanks. wait to watch. Thank you. Yeah. Here's to less travel for you. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> at least to the house. But yeah, uh, exactly. in, the, in the league, not, you know. In the league, it's sure. where you yeah. missed the WC. Malibu was nice, yeah, but it's yeah. all good. No, that's all right. Been there before. <laughs> yes, you yes, have. You have. <laughs> yes, you have plenty of time. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Yeah, join us Friday as we look back at BYU and USC. Uh, it's a play-by-replay, as we call it. From 2019, Zach Wilson and Kalani Stake and Brady Christensen and, and so on. And Keaton Slovis. Keaton Slovis in that game. Uh, that's Friday, noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Yesterday we began our BYU football best wins bracket. Um, not a surprise who won yesterday's matchup in the one versus 16 scenario, but what about the 8-9 matchup today? It's a doozy. This is BYU Sports Nation. Watch your first step there, Spence. Yeah. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation and the next matchup in our best wins BYU football Go, bracket. Man. As we mentioned yesterday, and as you well know, the Cougars have compiled just some unforgettable, unbelievable wins in their 99 seasons. This will be the 100th season coming up in 2023. We have chosen and seeded what we believe are the top 16 wins all time in BYU football history. Yesterday, we rolled out number one versus number 16. Number one being the 1990 win over number one Miami, led by Ty Detmer in his Heisman Trophy campaign, against the Manga Miracle at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, Nebraska in 2015. Not surprisingly, in a landslide with 88% of the vote, the number one seed moves on, as it should, yes. that went over Miami. That Miami one. team, we brought it up yesterday, finished the season ranked number three. Yes, they did. They were amazing. Okay, so they move on. And now it's time for our matchup of the day. Yeah. This Touchdown, BYU! They do score! He's down to five. He's in there. Liam Young has the lead, 21 to 17. Little bit of pop. How do you not smile as you watch I got those? The, I got the chills. <laughs> Eight seed, 83 Missouri. Oh, versus yeah. 9 seed 2009 Utah, 83 Missouri. It's the Holiday Bowl. BYU's oh, yeah. won 11 straight. Back and forth game. BYU trails 17-14 with 23 seconds left. Eddie Stinnett to Steve Young on a halfback toss for the win. Steve Young, by the way, in this game had a rushing, passing, and receiving touchdown. BYU ended the season 12-1, ranked number seven in the final AP poll. What a game. BYU what a scored 21 to... points, and Steve Young was involved in all three touchdowns. What a what a finish to that season, and what a finish to Steve Young's career on that play. Oh, just pandemonium, or pandelarium, Jerem. If you know, you know. The number nine seed, 2009. Hall to George in overtime. BYU 
number 19 team in the country, hosting number 21 Utah. Both teams were nine and two. The Utes, they scored 14 unanswered, got super weird at the end, but Hall to George and OT determines the game. BYU wins 26-23. You brought up a great quote earlier from Lenny Gomes. This game produced an, an amazing quote from Max Hall as well. I was in the room when Max <laughs> spewed forth his feelings about the school up north. Hey, BYU finished that season number 12 after winning the Vegas Bowl over Oregon State. Okay, so in a couple of moments, we'll post the Twitter poll out, um, and you can go vote for the next 23 hours, and then we'll tell you the result tomorrow on the program. 8-9. It should That's be a tough really difficult. Dude. Should, yes. What's your vote here? I'm leaning eight seed, and, and the win against Missouri was Steve because it secured a, 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 they were number seven yes. and a, an we, eleven win season. We did an entire show which aired on Friday, by the way. It's on demand from a couple years ago about how '83 was way better than you think. So go yes. vote on Twitter in just a couple of moments. This is the matchup of the day. <laughs> I love this bracket so much. I do too. It's gonna fill our June with something yes, fun. I love it. Not that the other content isn't fun. Wink, wink. Help us determine awesome. the greatest win all time. You yep. have a voice here. Yep. Our question of the day, with the addition of Jay Hill as defensive coordinator in a top 20 transfer portal class, do you believe BYU is a better team going into 2023 compared to where they were in 2022? Hard to say yes. Our elite voice of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated comes from at Tom Newfer on Twitter who says, offense is pretty great again last year, defense not so much. The defense promises to be much improved, feels like the offense is as good or better. Eh, wow. It's going to be tough to do that. If BYU can avoid letdowns against teams that have no business beating them, then they're better. Who but has no business beating BYU but we're asking in the right Big now. 12? We, Everybody. we can't wait until the game starts. What are they now? <laughs> wow. Today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Porter Ellett, Matt Bushman, Andy Reid at the White House as the Super Bowl champs. Pretty cool to see Porter there. Talking to Joe Biden, Matt Bushman oh, yeah. there, oh, Andy yeah, Reid. That's, that's fantastic. Cool, Andy's left-hand man, as he calls him. <laughs> His words. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Jake Schof. We'll see you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. The 8-9 matchup's a doozy. Sorry, Dennis. <laughs>